oh, we were uh, when I first when she first had Talia, and I I go, I'm gonna go see you guys, and I knock on the door and I go to walk into the hospital room, and she's like, no, no, like she's breastfeeding, no, stop, and so I went on in, and I'm like, hey, well, no, I didn't. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> I just remember you're this. still alive, so I'm guessing. Yeah, that you I did. remember the scream coming. <laughs> I remember the scream, and I'm like, whoa, I just come to visit you. Like, calm down. <laughs> That's but, hilarious. Yeah. Are we recording? Yes, we are. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I didn't record. I didn't record the deep throat stuff. I started recording oh, that after. was the funniest yeah. story, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome to our show. It's Hello. It's Alma and Who are you? <laughs> I'm Yvette. I'm Alma. And this is Tipsy Tales, and we want to welcome our guest, Philip Duke. You want to um, shout out your podcast, Philip? Hello, ladies. How you doing? He's Drink doing his smooth jazz. He's doing his yeah. deep throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I start thinking of uh, Sergio stories, which uh, then leads me to go, no, not a deep throat Sergio story. But, um, I'm like, what the hell? Wait a minute. And no. like, wait a minute. I need to hear this No, story. your husband was on my podcast once, and I said... Uh, and I played this sound effect of some guy choking. And he goes, what's that? And I go, that's you choking on my cock. Um, but anyway, hello and <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome, Philip. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> my podcast is called My Sailored Heart Podcast. And uh, you can find it on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you find Podbean, wherever you find your um, podcast. And it's about, uh, I do three movies and I tie them together with some theme. Like I'm working on doing a, early murray so it'll be like stripes meatballs and caddyshack oh nice and um and then i tell the facts about it and little trivia stuff that maybe nobody else cares about but i do where i would tell my friend the story that i tell is we went to see wayne's world and i turned to my friend and i go oh look dana carvey's playing the drums you know he really plays the drums in real life and my buddy goes my friend bob plays the drums too and i go who's bob he goes exactly so then I realized, oh, he doesn't like movies. He doesn't care. <laughs> Most people I tell, okay. like, it's like my wife will Awkward. go. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell my wife, I go, I go, hey, I got a, you know, did you know that Dax Shepard said on his podcast to the, she goes, do you have anything that comes from reading stuff or some from real, real life? stuff? Yeah. Do you watch it's, the news? Yeah. Is it always movies and stuff? And I go, honey, movies are good. Like, leave me alone. Movies are my but, life. Right? But I, I won't remember what her and I ate yesterday, but I will remember like, oh, remember watched? that movie? Yeah. Every detail of it. Yeah. Remember on Goonies? Every bit of minutiae and trivia. Exactly. Hey, guys. So, thank you, Philip, for coming Thanks. up board. We appreciate yep. it. Yeehaw. Cheers. Listen to this podcast. Lots of facts. Lots of fun. Mm-hmm. So, we got something for you guys today. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah. We have. Amityville Horror. So each of us is going to take our turn discussing our own little piece of Amityville. Yvette's going to take her turn first. Well, I want to explain the wine we have because oh, yeah, it's still let's wine. Let's do that. Let's yes, do that. Philip yeah. brought us, um, thank you, Philip. You're welcome. Um, Menage a Trois looks like it's a darker red blend. It's midnight. It's a dark side of Menage a Trois, which I, I don't even know what that it's is. It's a three. <laughs> I'm a, no, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah we'll, be, we'll be getting it on later. You just don't know yet. Alma and I haven't let you into our secret. <laughs> With Albert That's a dark side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're going to be, be the wobbly must, H. I'll, I'll be the wobbly yeah, H. Wow. Because you got all those dildos that you got from work, I see. Uh, 
so anyways it's a dark red blend as mentioned uh berry flavors hint of mocha exotic spice plays across your lips urging you to turn out the lights and savor the pleasures of the dark oh sexy yeah they had a they had a lighter one like a white labeled one but i chose that one that one's usually better the darker ones are usually better that's what i was thinking i don't know wine but i know you ladies and i was like i think they like the darker like I wanted to get the Boone's Farm, but, you know, they didn't know. have any, so. That would have been funny. But plus, you guys would have been like, this is shit. We like, would this have is had funny. <laughs> we'll have one we cup. We yeah. would have had stories about <laughs> Boone's Farm. Yeah, yeah. You remember. You remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, you probably don't. <laughs> it was $2 wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not much. Exactly. You so, go okay. First. So, um, I'm going to do the true crime part. Imagine that. I see the shock faces you guys are... Uh... Well, I was thinking of giving you the haunted part, but <laughs> I know how much you like that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, obviously, the true story for it is going to be Ronald Joseph DeFeo Jr., okay? So, on November 13th, 1974, 23-year-old Ronald DeFeo burst into Henry's Bar in Amityville, Long Island, New York, at around 6.30, you know, screaming, help, help, um, I think they shot my mother at my father. So, rather than them calling the police, they actually get up, everybody in the bar, go a couple blocks to where his house is, and then, um, see that, you know, his mom and dad have been murdered murdered um one of the guys in the group decided to call the police which i would think you'd call the police first but yeah like you're at the bar like pick up the phone (laughs) and then everybody go maybe everybody's like i thought you called yeah i yeah everybody (laughs) we're closing up there's dead bodies this is pretty cool that's all of us would head over there right so the police came they searched the house and realized it was just not the mom and dad who um, was murdered it was actually um the whole family the victims are the father ronald defeo um senior he was 43 years old at the time Luis defeo 42 and their four children don 18 allison 13 mark 12 and john matthew 9 Dang. all of them had been shot um with a uh, 35 caliber caliber marlin rifle around three o'clock that day is what they eventually timed it at defeo's um parents had been shot twice in the head although all the uh the kids had been shot only one time they were all lying face down on the bed there was no signs of struggle or anything like that because there was no signs of struggle and because the neighbors said that they didn't hear anything or with the first shot the other kids didn't get scared and walk out yeah that's they thought weird. that maybe they were he was the kids everybody was sedated i guess right but when they did further testing none of them were well and then i was wondering i don't have children but as do your children sleep the same way that you guys do like because oh, that no. is weird yeah. that they were all face down yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that's odd because I sleep on my side or on my back and sometimes on my, you know. And it's, No, I agree. I mean, that's, I didn't think of that point, but yeah, that, I totally agree. So with I that, was so. thinking, well, maybe it's a family thing. Like, that's just how the they sleep. They but, but the wife, too. Like, me but, and Albert don't sleep the same way. But, no. but maybe he flipped them over while they're sleeping. And then, so he didn't have to look at their faces or something. But still, with that Some gunshot, them, because yeah, with that yeah. rifle, from what yeah, I understand well, yeah, and reading it, it was it was not a, a there was quiet no silencer. Rifle. Yeah. No, yeah. and that's what yeah. he come out later on saying is that the neighbors didn't hear anything. They heard the dog barking a lot, but that there was no silencer that was actually found on the rifle itself. And I'll get to that in a second. Maybe it was the the dog, you know, son of Sam. That was the dog. Maybe told maybe him the dog to told him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Or the. 
the evil demonic pig, but we'll get back into <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Stupid pig. Yeah. So um, me- the police officers and medical examiner, um, you know, who were at the scene were just completely, they didn't know what the hell was going on because they said that the, um, how fast it happened and that everybody was actually killed. Um, they felt like maybe there was, uh, uh, there was more than one person who actually committed the crime. So um, again, investigations going on. The son, um, the son tells them that the mob, it's a mob hit. So mm. he has to be taken to the police station to, you know, for his protection. So isn't his, like, wasn't one of his uncles, like, in the mob or something? Like, yes, he was, ma'am, uh, and I am getting to that. So, um, obviously, Ronald DeFeo Jr. was the eldest eldest son of the family. He liked to be called Butch. No idea why, just okay. Um, he's obviously, like I said earlier, he was taken to the police station for his own protection because he had said that he um, the killings had been carried out by um, a mob hitman named Louis Fellini. So two weeks earlier, this Butch said he was taking some monies from his family business to the bank where he was actually robbed by this monster, Louis Fellini. When they investigated that, um, they realized that he actually had a solid alibi. He wasn't even in the state at that time. Hmm. So, um, however, it didn't stop Butch from saying that his dad was deep in the mob. Um, Imagine that, a mobster with an alibi. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, well uh, I know, right? Also, a mob guy that's going to rob you from, like... I just just left the ATM. Like, give me all your money, <laughs> money like, right now. Yeah. Exactly. That's so that's a big thing. Is so um, when the when he went and told his father that he was actually robbed by this uh, mobster, the father called him called his bullshit, called him a liar, and accused him pretty much of stealing the money. The day of the murders, um, Butch had actually spent most of the day drinking. He had some friends over to the house earlier that day. Later on, they all turned up at the bar, continued drinking. Um, as he left the bar to go home, he made his point saying that he left his keys at home and would have to break in in order to get inside the house. So an hour an hour or so later, he, that's when he burst into the bar saying that somebody had killed his mom and dad. Hmm. So while he's giving his version of the events, police have him at the police station for his protection. He, they were asking people, you know, in regards to him, you know, they said he was a bit odd, that he had a little bit, he was a little bit obsessed with the, um, with guns. So when they're checking, going room to room and finding, you know, with the bodies and doing their investigation, investigating, they actually found an empty cardboard box for um, the ammunition. I couldn't tell if it was ammunition or the actual rifle itself, which I think came in a box, but that's fine, uh, of that 35 rifle. Because he was at the police station already, they just kept them there, kept them talking until they started um, doing um, the, the ballistics to find out what kind of... Um, gunshot it was or whatever they were doing turns out that he w- that all the whole family was actually killed by a 35 rifle so as soon as they started poking holes in his story he eventually the next day comes out and says that you know he killed his whole family he says once he started he couldn't stop that he was just a frenzy and um he had admitted that after he shot everybody, that he bathed, redressed, um, got rid of the bloody clothing, and then on his way to work or to wherever he was going that day at some point, he got rid of the rifle. So, and then shortly after that, he started becoming real erratic and actually um, started acting insane. Mm-hmm. So, you can imagine when the, um, what is it, I think it's a year later that when the bed trial actually began, his defense lawyer put in a plea of insanity. Said that he had heard voices telling him to kill his family, um, and so on and so forth. Um, the insanity plea was supported by the psychiatrist uh, for the defense, Daniel Schwartz. 
The psychiatrist, however, for the prosecution, Harold Zolan, maintained that he wasn't fucking insane. He had a drug problem. He did heroin, LSD, had an um, anti-social personality disorder, but that he was real aware of what was going on when he killed his family. Right. Yeah. They said that he actually, that um, Butch actually had a very um, stormy relationship with his dad, um, but they couldn't quite figure out why he killed his whole family. And so when the prosecutors actually went to court, they um, pretty much suggested that the motive for it was life insurance, since he was the only surviving victim. Right. So the, eventually on November 21st, 1975, DeFeo was actually found guilty on six counts of second degree murder. And on December 4th, 1975, Judge Thomas Stark sentenced Ronald DeFeo Jr. to six consecutive sentences of 25 years to life, which he actually is still in prison till this day. So during his jail time, of course, um, he starts giving several accounts and how the um, killings were all carried out. In a 1986 interview, um, he said that he claimed that his sister had killed their father and then that the distraught mom, um, the distraught mom killed the sister and killed the rest of the kids and that he actually killed the mom um, because he was afraid for his life. Um, He said that he was also in fear of his mother's father, Michael Brigante Sr., and his father's uncle, um, Pete DeFeo, um, of the Genovese uh, crime family. So he gives all this. And then so again, on November 30th, 2000, he actually met with an author, Rick Ozuna, and claimed that he had committed the murder with his sister, Dawn, and then two unnamed friends out of um, desperation said that him and his father had a huge argument that day and that he and his sister um, came up with a plan to kill their parents and that Don actually murdered the kids in order to eliminate any other witnesses. He said he was um, he was enraged when he um, found out what his sister did and so he knocked her unconscious and then shot her in the head. And then it was noted, though, that during the original police investigation that traces of gunpowder were found on Dawn's nightgown, alluding to the fact that she had shot a gun. Right. Hmm. But however, they never they never went ahead never and conclusive. looked at that. Yeah. yeah. Attempts to contact the two alleged compl- accomplices that he named um, failed. One had died in 2001, and then the other one was said to have gone into a witness protection program. So it just never went anywhere. Um, Joe Nickel, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with that name. He's like, um, he's a paranormal investigator, but he's very skeptic. And so we're just going to roll into what you're going to, what your topic is going to be. Right. But they said that with the frequency and the fact that he's changing his stories constantly, because this is like what the third or fourth time he's changed the story that just any, any story he says, it's not going to have a whole lot of. Yeah truth to it because he's he's changed it so much right. and to approach any of his of his tellings with caution so on a radio show um with the host lewis gentile he had actually denied giving that author rick ozuna the information that would be used in in ozuna's book so um, ronald defeo jr was 67 uh, six is 67 as of 2018 and is currently built, being held in, in the Sullivan Correctionals Facility in the town of Fallsburg, New York. And then all his appeals and requests for parole up to this date has been denied. Good. Yeah. I came across Fucker. like the whole theory that his sister was in on it. Uh-huh. Like I, I think it was a podcast I was listening to. And they were talking about that he was diddling his sister. Ew. And wow. that the father had found out that's why they killed the parents and everybody. That's true. It's a str- I did not come across that, and I read yeah. several different articles, but I didn't come across that. Yeah, I, that I didn't either. Like when I was reading stuff, it was just on a podcast that I yeah. heard, and I was like, "What?" Okay, 
that's but, gross. But if you look at like Murderpedia, which thanks Murderpedia, this is where I got it from. They had like a bunch of different articles, and some of the um, things that I'm giving you were statements actually from some of the people that were there and around that time that were giving testimony during the court hearing or talking to the police. But yeah, I, I can't imagine what's out there. There's been so many different theories. Right. Well, and it's just weird that make these people wake up and just go, okay, I'm going to kill. It's like, you know, uh, there was what, one what on... What goes through, what happens? Something was, like just a connection breaks? There or? was one on Sword and Scale where the kid killed his mom and then like stirred her brains with a knife and like what? this whole thing like, you know, opened her head and, and it's like, what, you hate your mom so much, just run away, just do something you know go seek help but don't right. you know yeah it's yeah that's, i also heard that he was actually kind of a spoiled little shit though that um he didn't want to work at his dad's dealership and so they would give him a stipend of money every week so he could pretty much do what he wants so imagine he yeah. didn't really go to work very often so i'm not sure did it come to a conclusion and maybe that's what the fight was with the dad that he wasn't gonna, he was gonna support him anymore yeah. or whatever the case may be but i'm just like wow yeah. That's yeah. super entitled. Yeah, that yeah, shit back. yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. But I mean, what do the kids have to do with it, though? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. Well, he said he couldn't stop. Once he started, he couldn't stop. But the thing that gets yeah. me is that nobody else in the house woke up. Like, he yeah. shot his parents twice. Who? Yeah. Or like, the neighbors didn't even know. Did they determine the order of who was killed? Um, they didn't say that at first, no. Um, they may have, but I just didn't write it down in my notes, to be honest with you. But they said it actually happened very quickly. And again, they were completely surprised and puzzled and didn't know how to take it that the that nobody else, like, if you shoot one person or the parents twice, right. somebody's going to wake up. Somebody's right. going to yeah. come down the hall. Somebody's going to be like, what's so that That's noise? four shots before they've even gotten to the kids. And they yeah. were all like flat on their face so i'm like so were they sleeping or was he did he just did, did he, he hold them down hold them hostage yeah. you know put your head to the face i mean put your head to the face, put your head on the bed um nothing's gonna happen to you and then come from behind him and shoot him because yeah, yeah. they were still but again no none of the neighbors heard it which i found kind of odd too because they said specifically that that gun is not a quiet one and a silencer was not used right yeah and he could have killed the parents one one and then went and killed, and then went back went to back and double, double know, tap. Do them again. I was like, well, did but, he use a yeah. pillow? But you'd think there'd be some sort of proof that a pillow was used well, to kind of quiet it. What was wrong on my end just as research? So I'm doing research, and I was looking up pictures, and I didn't realize I'm on the image search for Google. So I type in DeFeo murders. And it pops up with them in the bed, and I'm oh, like, wow. yeah. "Oh my!" I'm like, "Oh my God! Wait, I didn't it's want horrific. this." Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, with the kids and everything. Yeah, I try I not to look that. at any of the murder um, pictures yeah. and stuff like that with any of the stuff we do because it's it's just it sticks with you. You can't unsee that. Yeah. Well, so what do you have for us, Alma? The second half of that is about 18 months later. Actually, 13 months later, um, in comes the Lutz family to purchase um, the DeFeo home. I have to tell you, I'd buy it. Like, that's a nice house. Like, it's got a boathouse, like, right next to right? With it, $80,000. Right like, on the canal. Yeah, I'll like, take it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 80 grand. I don't Fuck care that. if there's a murder still... there. I'll take it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I might show you some pretty nice houses in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and the real estate agent basically discloses to them, mm. you know, everything that's happened. I don't know. In reading this, this is my personal thing, that they came in knowing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they, they bought it specific. I don't know. That's okay. I'll get into that. Yeah, All yeah. right. No, I, okay. I get you. It's five bedroom house. It's a Dutch colonial style with a distinctive g- gambrel roof um, that you see on everything. 
It also had a swimming pool and a boathouse because it was located on a canal, like Philip just said. Kathy had three children from a previous marriage. Um, they move in December 19th, right before Christmas of 1975. They also purchased a bunch of the DeFeo's family furniture for about 600 bucks as part of the whole deal. Because it was already there in the house. No! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No! Yeah. At a discount. Yeah, it's like, you think? It's like Not the beds. I was, was going to say, where the, where the beds are, there's bullet holes it's in the beds, but they're still yeah, soft. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> who cleans, in all honesty though, who cleans that up? Does... There's a there's a, a cleaning. I always wanted to get into the cleaning of the crime scenes. Right, but if they're if the last surviving um, family member is in jail, who actually? No, there's a there's no, actually there's, like the oh, police okay. have somebody that like they a group that goes in, in clean up after the crime scene. Okay, but uh, I'm sure. I don't sure, know. In 1975, did they have the same thing? Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. But yeah, it'd probably just a bunch of you know. Kind of makes you wonder. Did the bank eventually get rid of it? Somebody bought it for five grand, sold it. The house yeah. after the Lutzes. After the DeFeo family. Oh, after the... Cleaned it, sold it. I mean, 80 grand. It was up for sale. No doubt. It's only 13 months after it happened, so that's... Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, they move in December 19th, right before Christmas, um, 1975. And pretty much from the moment that they move in, they start having stuff going on. And I'm just going to go over a list of, like, all the things that happened while they were there. Um, They began to hear mysterious noises that they could not account for. Um, Locked windows and doors would inexplicably open and close as if by invisible hands. George, George Lutz, a sturdy former Marine, claimed to be plagued by the sound of a phantom brass band that would march back and forth through the house. <laughs> that, that sounds fun. You got to look at it. Family, though. <laughs> yeah. Just random. That's yeah. like totally yeah. random. When a Catholic priest entered the house after agreeing to exercise it, an eerie, disembodied voice told him to get out. So apparently he leaves. He's like, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Peace. It's, it's like that, it's like that Eddie, Eddie Murphy said in Delirious. Like, the house should get out. You're like, okay, kids, we got to go. Let's go. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Do what you're told. There is thumping and scratching sounds. And also a devilish creature is seen outside the house at night. Um, <laughs> Sorry. A green slime even oozed out from the walls and the ceiling. I don't know. Like This all sounds so kind of random, though, doesn't it? Well, what it is sounds like a compilation ha- of every horror movie I've ever watched. Yeah. Right. Well, it's uh, also a comedy called Ghostbusters. Slimer, <laughs> Slimer's just hanging out, so, like yeah. not hurting anybody. The thing that's interesting with that is the randomness of a lot of these hauntings. There will be weird stuff where sometimes it's a kid ghost that's like fucking with shit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, where did, you know. Where did that even yeah, come from? And, it's just, and why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like nothing's weirdness. really explainable. Everything's kind of just random. Yeah. Okay, and then there's also ghostly apparitions of a hooded figure. Um, George claims to have been possessed by an evil spirit at one point. Cold chills, even with the fire burning in the fireplace, they said they, they just couldn't get warm. Okay. Like they had the fire constantly burning. Swarms of flies coming out of nowhere. And this is in the middle of winter when, you know, yeah. there's just really not flies in the winter. Like, yeah. Not, not like here. Yeah. It's cold. And then objects moving on their own. And then there's the devilish pig that I mentioned earlier. Oh, Lord. Named Jody. That was the youngest they child's named... imaginary friend. No. She named it. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, like, it's it was seen, like, looking well, out the window. Oh, my God. Is she, like, point? is she causing, like, all kinds of trouble or the lamp breaks? She's like, Jody did it. Yeah. Look at Jody. Well, now, I had... I had an imaginary friend as a child. Mine was not a ghost, so how do I mean other people saw 
right. this pig. It wasn't just the girl going. No, apparently, like, they witnessed it outside of the... <laughs> okay, what what gets me is, like, there's stories of them saying, yeah, we looked up in the upstairs window, and there's this devilish pig looking down at An us. And, like, pig. Um, <laughs> did anybody go up and check on Jody? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. That makes um, me laugh. Maybe DeFeo yeah. left a little bit of his LSD behind. All they're yeah, missing yeah, is that flying the, uh, yeah, horse. Spilled on one of the well, chairs that you kept in the house, and now you're licking the chair, and now you're having a trip of these weird... Who's licking the chair? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just saying, that's say, the only place I can think of LSD <laughs> being on one of the furniture that they left behind. Maybe he stuck it in one of the vents, and it was actually just circulating through the house. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. No. You never know. That makes more sense. And I was thinking furniture. of Isaiah. He had his imaginary friend. Okay. I told you. We've talked about this yes. before, Archer. And he used to be always like, Archer did it. Archer did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, anything that he did, he's like, it wasn't me, Mommy. It was Archer. Girl, you know that boy is smart. He just is like, I'm just going to say, he saw a show that somebody had an imaginary friend. And he yeah. was like, I'm just going to say Archer did it. Yeah. He yeah. did for a while See, there. my imaginary friend was, we went to eat. And I go, Dad, Michael's hungry. He wants something to eat. And my dad goes, and we were poor, but my dad goes, okay, we'll give him something to eat. And I go, wow. And they gave him food and I'm eating. And my dad goes, is Michael going to eat his food? Because my mom's like, yeah, what's up? I go, I, I guess he's not hungry. And my dad goes, I'll take it then and I'll eat it. Right. The truth was my dad just didn't order and said, we'll get Michael what I want to eat and I'll eat it. Clever man. But it wasn't a, <laughs> but it wasn't a scary, it wasn't a pig. It was just some boy. It wasn't a demonic pig. Yeah, it was a sexy sure? boy. It was a sexy boy. Oh. Really? Yeah, he's my friend. Yeah. Oh. There's something you needed. To- <laughs> yeah. I was, they were like, "Who touched your no-no spot?" I'm like, "Michael did it." <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> okay. So, Kathy Lutz reported that she was often beaten and scratched by unseen hands, and that one night she was literally levitated up off her bed. He also claimed to have frequent nightmares of the DeFeo murders, dreaming of the murders in the order that they occurred. So I guess there was an established okay, order. Okay, I'm sure there was, but... Or so the demon knows the order. Apparently, because... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we know that he said that he was hearing voices, right? Yeah, yeah. So... But I don't believe any of that. Yeah. And usually I'm not the skeptic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. I am totally... <laughs> I, I am usually not the skeptic when it comes to this stuff, but when, like, I got to the end of the story, yeah, I was like... Yeah, this one's... Yeah, yeah it's... The en- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Enfield one is more believable than oh, this definitely. one. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She also, Kathy, claimed to have been embraced by an unseen force at home. Cloven ho- footprints were found in the snow outside their home, and they also discovered a hidden room in the basement. George pretty much says, I was at work, and Kathy calls me and says that she just found this room, and let's said it was painted red and located behind the book- bookcase. And you'll get into that in the movie, yeah. right? Was this- there an ogre behind it, too? Because well, I think it's the only thing they forgot Well, and I even read that, like, in the movie, they have it behind this wall, but what it really was was, like, a closet. And they open it up and it's painted red and they're like, oh my God. And it's like, it's Gary, the closet that somebody painted red. Red room, yeah. red room, yeah, yeah. red room. That's why Jody was pissed. Jody's right? like, I'm not staying in this little room. Fuck that. They let Jody out. Yeah. That was pretty much that. Um, this lasts about a month, according to George and Kathy Lutz. And then they decide they've had enough and they decide to leave. They leave all their stuff behind um, on January of 1976. You mean the DeFeo stuff behind? Yeah, yeah, well, the, and their and, yeah. Stuff. and their they, their chair that they brought. Yeah, <laughs> their beds. Yeah. So then enter Ed and Lorraine Warren, 
and we've talked about them right. before mm-hmm. on Anna, the when we we're talking about Annabelle yeah. and they're then the, the Enfield they're the people guys. for people like me who know the movies and nothing else. They're uh, Patrick they Wilson, Patrick Wilson, and uh, Verma Vermiglia, whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, they're the two that are paranormal psychic people that go around. Yeah. Yep. And they're based in Connecticut and were recognized authorities when it comes to ghosts and demons. The Warrens went to the house for the first time in February. And while George Lutz allegedly refused to accompany them, he gives them the key. Then the Warrens stated that they found old newspapers around the house and that the refrigerator was still locked with food. Stocked with food, not locked with food, because that's weird. Yeah, the drumstick <laughs> blocking the doors. <laughs> I gotta eat my way in. It's ice cream. <laughs> so, like, by the time this comes out, um, we did. Uh, oh my god, I can't even think of the somebody, name. Somebody, somebody locked a fridge with a chicken drumstick. <laughs> I'm trying to. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm old. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, there you go. Yes. Hello and welcome to Old Timey Radio. Um, yeah. This is when brain yeah. farts happen. Yeah. Right? Okay. It's the wine. Okay. That's what we always say. It's yeah, the wine. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You're not drinking the wine. I think I you should drink the did. wine. I did. I did. Oh, you drink but, it uh, all. Yeah. Give me some more. So like I said, the refrigerator was still stocked with food and it's obvious to them that they said that the Lutz family had left in a hurry. The Warrens brought two other psychics with them to the house to conduct their seance. They later reported that they sensed an unearthly presence in the house and Ed Warren also claimed to experience heart, heart palpitations that he blamed on the cult force. Not on the chicken that he ate out of the fridge yeah, that was locked It wasn't, it wasn't Lorraine's cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, well, ha- and, and that's where I wonder about the Warrens right. sometimes where it's like, are they genuine or are they just semi-genuine but they're like, we found a bandwagon that we can jump on and right. we're good. You yeah, know, you know. I don't know. I don't, I'm kind of on the fence about them because there's some stuff I'm just like, yeah. really? What was it? What, okay, it was Annabelle. Okay. The prayer that they did. It wasn't like sana, the sana colita de Rana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? You had to exercise that raggedy end doll that you bought? Sergio tells me that a lot when I'm real mad. Yeah. <laughs> he waves his hand in front of you. Throwing holy water at you <laughs> until you pass out from two bottles of wine. Sorry, it takes me three. I'll have oh, you know. Oh, now it's three. You worked your way up. I used to hang out. Hey, yeah. Yvette, how's it going? I talked to Sergio. I turn around. Yvette's... She's out. No, I just fall asleep quick. Yeah. yeah the wine doesn't help at all. <laughs> Almost witnessed the magic. Yeah. Yes. During the podcast. Many a time. Yeah. Many a time. No, not... Oh, sorry. Thank God. <laughs> not yet. When she starts falling asleep, I'll be like, okay, it's time for us to yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe stop this podcast. <laughs> okay. They also said... Um, that the house was haunted by angry spirits of Indians who had once inhabited the area by and by inhuman spirits. So I don't know if they mean elemental they spirits just everything, or everything into that or demons. Yeah, they demons. just demons. yeah they just kind of yeah combined everything into like oh yeah it's, it's, it's Indian it's a pig Slime. yeah it's uh, scary the? bacon and, scary bacon uh, there's there's this is the title for your podcast scary bacon scary and bacon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Demonic Slimer. Bacon. Yeah. 
Yeah, slimy bacon. <laughs> I'll never look at bacon the same. That's right. The story was that the Shinnecock Indians had used that very parcel of land as a place where sick and insane members of the tribe were isolated until they died. They did not bury the dead there, however, because they supposedly believed that the land was infested with demons. Is that one park, though? Because did the neighbors complain? No, it's just that house. Yeah, I have yeah. never heard anything else. Yeah, at, in Amityville or anywhere around there. Yeah. No, not in that area. Um, so it's not long after this that George and Kathy team up with the writer Jay Anson, who writes the Amityville Horror. This book, uh, of course, inspires the movie. So a little bit of debunking, which I don't usually do, but this was just so outrageous. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of controversy sounding the Lutz's claims that the house was haunted and plenty of people out there say it was a hoax that they perpetrated in order to make money. Um, a lot of so-called facts that were alleged in the book that were touted as true weren't were debunked later on and subsequent editions of the book were corrected. Um, one of the biggest critics of the, in the beginning was Dr. Stephen Kaplan, who said that George had contacted him around the time that he had contacted the Warrens. And Kaplan was the executive director of the Parapsychology Institute of America, based on Long Island, and he was a frequent guest on a popular WBAB radio program called Spectrum with Joel Martin. First of all, how much have you had to drink? Did you say Long Island? Long Island. Long Island was one word. I'm like, where's that at? Oh, she said Long Island. I said Long Island. Long Island. I'm like, oh, is that one of those Indian places? Yeah. Leeling. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On the radio show, sorry. All right. He said he received a phone call from Lutz and wanted the society to investigate the house for supernatural activity. He asked about a fee for the group services, and the Kaplan told him that they didn't charge for the investigation, but if the story was a hoax, public would know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so George basically calls him a few weeks later and says, uh, we don't need your services. And then he's, like, surprised when they, like, air on whatever television show a little bit later with the Warrens. He's like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. what happened here? So right. he was, like, super suspicious. Um, he later goes on to say that he had been suspicious of the call that George about and about George Lutch's George All right, Lush's. yes. It's okay. It's Have another George, George yeah. Lush's. George the Lush. George Lutz's motives. After some initial investigation, Kaplan became sure that the hoax was being perpetrated on the public, and such a hoax could prove to be damaging for legitimate paranormal cases in the future. So he was like all about like making sure everything was on the up and up. Um, with that in mind, he became determined to show that the entire story was a farce. That uh, that made sense. What's interesting with that is I wonder what it takes if you call you know the Vatican because I got their number. You call the Vatican and you're just like, yeah, and you're just like, I have a a possessed house, like send a priest, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're going to be like, we got to send somebody else to invest. Like there was a thing about a woman who had rabbit babies and uh, this was years ago. It's an interesting story. I forget where I, but I read it on one of (laughs) my podcasts. Me and a look at each other like, like, what the hell? She was shoving baby rabbits upper and then being like look i'm i remember that story yeah. i do remember that Shut story yes yeah. and I then like, and no. they sent like the king was like go check this out like i'm interested the king? yeah and the king sent somebody down when's the last time we had there, a king King what? Not us. It was, we never had a king. <laughs> when we got over here, like, 1776 was the last time we had a king. But 
that story was not 1776. No, this was in the 16 or the 1800, but it was okay. in England. Oh, okay, England. okay. Well, we're like, where I'm are like, we? wait, wait, <laughs> yeah, hold yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, like, I, we wait. didn't realize was, we time traveled. Was it on the land of the house that Amityville was? <laughs> is that in Amityville? Okay, wait a minute. Um, no, I'm sorry. I was she was shoving baby rabbits of her. Yeah, like baby rabbits, like dead babies or dead baby rabbits. I mean, and then like or pieces of them, and then being like, look, and then they were like. They no, were like, no, no, this no, no, girl no. is giving, this woman's giving birth, like, all of a sudden, like, it's crazy. And did it fall out of her vagina when she walked? <laughs> <And> baby rabbit. <laughs> she, she did her Kegels. Just, she had a tight... <laughs> She ended up, I think, going to j- going to prison or jail because she well, was lying. Did they accuse her of being a witch? They, <laughs> they, they, but anyway, they they accused her. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like it's like, yeah, something with the rabbits. But anyway, something with the rabbits. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, animal cruelty. It probably yeah. got her on animal cruelty. Too. I don't think they cared in the seminar. Yeah, I don't no, think so either. So <laughs> what, oh, if they're, wow. what if the rabbits are coming out? And they're like, that's the wrong hole, right? <laughs> that's the wrong hole. <laughs> they're like, you're not my mommy. Wrong way, wrong way. <laughs> Okay, that just like went off in a completely oh, sorry. different direction than I ever remind- expected. <laughs> it reminded me of a king, this king that did this thing. So, okay. This sorry. king that did this thing. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. They, they were so dead. that happened. They were dead. But, yeah. All right, so Kaplan found found ample proof that the story was a hoax. He gained access to the house in many occasions and found that so-called red room, red room, red room, where the book claimed occult ceremonies took place was nothing more than a small pipe well that gave access to them, like you were just saying, if they needed to be repaired. No demonic face had ever appeared on the bricks inside of the fireplace. He also noted that the original front door of the house that was said to have been blown off its hinges in the book was still in place and intact. In fact, the extensive damage to doors and windows that was recounted in the book never happened at all. All of that old hardware, hinges, locks, and doorknobs was still in place and there was no disturbance to the paint or the varnish. Um, he also found that there had been no sto- snowfall when the Lutzes claimed that they found cloven hoof prints in the snow. So all he had to do is go look at a farmer's almanac, yeah. which kind of pisses you off that the Lutzes didn't look into this before they made right? this. Right? They just like, but that was before internet, though. Well, so how would anybody have known? Well, it's, farmer's almanac. It's the thing, though. That's, that's, I don't know how you say that. Honestly, almanac. that's a struggle, almanac, though. You yeah. have to it really sounds weird, though. Almanac. It's like pajamas. Pajamas sound weird. Um, the, uh, we're on a, all kinds of tangents. No, the thing is, when did DeFeo say that he was told by the ghost? Because now you think the Lutz family goes, we don't care that a murder happened here. Right. And either before that they've read that he said that demons told him or that after they move in, they're doing research and they're going, he said that voices told him. Right. What if we say, and we can flip the house for 160 and make 80,000 and, you know, or whatever. Well, well I mean, they the got trial. it at a discount. Yeah, yeah, so back yeah. then people weren't buying houses like. Yeah, but but <laughs> I'm saying if them. you go, it's a demonic house, then someone goes. But you know what? Weird people out there. The murders did happen November 13th, 1974, and he went to trial almost a little bit less than a year later. Yeah. The which he that was their biggest defense of insanity, and they said he ghost told him to do it, demons told yeah. him to do it, yeah. voices. Now to add on that, and I'm not sure if I'm getting ahead of you, is that I actually heard that the Lutzes talked to the DeFeo defendant lawyer or the the lawyer that defended him, 
and there was a mention that they actually talked about this faux this faux story yeah, and wanted I didn't, him to I, represent actually, that. And I didn't write that down, but yeah, they I did had, talk to him. I yeah. had that, yeah, where they made they were drinking wine and they were like, "What about rabbits up your cooch?" And they were like, "That's a good idea. Let's write <laughs> Let's that just down. make some shit up." Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> all right, we're, um, we're all on board. Yeah, so I, I heard that, and that he later on. Um, sued them and he tried to sue them for like the monies for the movie yeah. and everything else right. and he honestly got like $2,500 like damages and just like literally the clerking he did or the, the stuff he actually did as an attorney that's crazy yeah yeah I did read that and then he also made a claim in chapter 11 of the book that the house was built on the site where the local Shinnecock Indians had once abandoned the mentally oh. ill and the dying yeah and did anybody look that up to see if that was true well, was that in the, the local, farmer's almanac <laughs> the local native <laughs> yeah. leaders basically said bullshit yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen yeah so he's like, why is it always going to be Native American? She was like, I need to debunk this for sure. See the serious look on my face? This is that my didn't serious face right here. Bullshit. Um, another family moves into the house after the Letzes, and it's Jim and Barbara Camardi, and they they're like, this house is not fucking haunted, and they they even sue the Letzes. Do they eventually really? down the road because they have all these looky loos yeah, coming yeah. in, and basically the town mm. like becomes this. The people in Amityville were not. Well, Happy it, Happy well and it, yeah. it becomes the house, like the one on Breaking Bad, where pe- they finally had to put up a wall at the Breaking Bad house because people kept throwing pizzas right. on the roof. People kept going up there, knocking on the door, being like, can people we take are a crazy. picture? Yeah. yeah. And, I know they and, did that in the Sex and the City apartment in New York, too. Really? And, yeah. And that that family that took over the Letzes house, they changed the windows so it didn't look like a face. Right. Yeah, right. they completely and remodeled it's like, it. I would so not have done that. Like, that was such a cool, you know, would look cool. Look on the house. But, yeah. 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 Like I said, they sued them. They state that the entire case had been put on from the beginning and it had blighted their lives. The suit was set, later settled with the new occupants for an undisclosed amount. George and Kathy Lutz were divorced in 1988 and George passed oh. away in May 2006. Kathy passes away August 2004, before George. And they both stood by their story until their death. Uh, that's a bunch of bullshit, though. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Some people, some people, like, they, like, buy into the lies that they tell. And they, yeah. they refuse at some to point, they start point. to believe it. Yeah, yeah. They, they make themselves believe it. Yeah. Um, the house was renovated and then dress changed, like you were saying right now, and discouraged the to discourage the constant stream of gawkers, the whole facade facade. I know, I, I hate it. that when you. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> the whole facade had been altered. The evil windows, quote unquote, have long since be re- been replaced. Every movie or television program that shows the house has used alternative sites or built facades to resemble the original house, and the people of Am- Amityville do not welcome ghost hunters or fans of the paranormal. Just so you know. So, in case we're in Amityville, we can, yeah. We can go there, but they don't have the same windows. So, yeah, yeah, it's not worth but it. But we can ask if they have old furniture. <laughs> and they can share with some them. LSD that has a, yeah. So here's kind of a weird thing, and I forgot to look it up because I was going to, and you're the movie buff, so you might know this. I don't know. Was if it's it? a horror movie, I had to stretch out of my well, comfort it's zone not, and watch. It's, but anyway, it's a cult. Obviously, it's a classic. It's an awesome, did great in the theaters. Oh, Goonies, but there was a fight no. with an octopus at the end. <laughs> that was the deleted scene. Didn't um, <laughs> Jaws happen in Amityville? Yeah, it's Amityville Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I was thinking about that on my way over here, and I was like, wait a minute, I could swear that I was I'm talking to myself. I was like, hey, that's Amityville where that haunted house is. And but all you the do know that Jaws was a makeup story, right? I do know that. Yes, so 
for the people from Abbeville could not be happy because of their beaches. Yeah, Philip's yeah. like, just yeah. so you know. Yeah, just so you know. No, I knew you knew. Um, yeah, exactly. No, that's what I was saying. I was like, Amityville. And then when I read like Amityville, New York, I'm like, oh yeah, Amityville Island, which is, you know, like Martha's Vineyard. Is that, or am I, or is that down lower? Because that's, that's where, where no, that's where they filmed Martha's Vineyard. Oh yeah, that's but right. But anyways, yeah. m- anyway. They called it Amityville. Yeah. Okay, is it my turn? It is your turn. Uh-oh. Okay. First of all, I'm not a horror guy. Um, well, not, not a horror? So, no. <laughs> so, here's, here's well, he brought, yeah, he yeah, brought no. the menage a trois. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want you ladies being whores. Dress classy when we're getting ready to get down to business. I want the lace and uh, all that. The lace and the niceness. Oh, you'll get the stinky oh. socks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what are you wearing? Uh, these socks I've worn for three days and oh, my, wow. my grandma underwear. The Boone's Farm classic. There you go. <laughs> the, um, so she said, let's do Amityville Horror. I said, I've never seen it from 1979. I know, and I was like, what? And I said, I said, okay, I'll watch it. And there was another movie called Black Christmas that I've never seen until Oh recently. my God, that is my movie-ish. And so I never saw it. So the guy, that guy that does the podcast, those movie guys podcast, he was like, that's my favorite. Like, you got to see it. So I watched it and I was like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's a great movie. That caller, not to get away from Amityville, but that caller is the worst villain of all almost because right? he's so because he's I want to did it and you're like what the fuck like holy <laughs> shit like in 1970 like that was anyway. scandalous back and, in those days yeah. um, but then all the girls are like whatever perv which it does tie in with Margot Kidder because she was in Black Christmas oh. um, so that's the one where they initially started off with that murder that I did back in the 19 19- are you uh, the stranger or whatever the stranger calls the stranger mm. calls they're all based on the same oh right situ- yeah, the yeah. same murder that yeah. young girl calls coming from inside the house the podcast coming from inside the house the um so so she goes watch this movie and i was thinking of it on the way here i think that i like more horror movies of like killing like halloween slasher slasher films and not really the paranormal and it's not like a vet where i'm afraid it's just that i'm that i'm more like i'm kind of like bullshit a little bit but a little bit of yeah she's a little bit of like don't put that on my well she's like she said how her her mom or her grandma was like no that's evil you got evil in my house just through the tv it's gonna come out actually make a shirt um, with demons. a vet no, hiding no. under the covers that says demons. <laughs> That's a good one. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't marry it because I won't wear any you should, demons. You should do it like the, like uh, Sir Jonah Vet bought me a. Uh, it's a Nightmare on Elm Street. It's 3D, so right. it looks like he's got his claws coming out over her while oh, she's laying yeah. in bed. Oh yeah, it was one of those like McFarlane ones, so it was it actually super like, detailed. Yeah, it should be like her where she's laying in bed and it's demons and he's right over. Her. Yeah, no thanks. But, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> McFarlane toys. Um. So, <laughs> so, so I get Amityville. I rented it from a video store. Now I'm like video store. There's yeah, a she's video, like video store available still. Dunlap and 47th Avenue, not videos but DVDs, but you still call them video store. Wow. I'm not gonna go. I went to the DVD store. It don't sound right. Was it all retro? Um, no, it's a Did superstar video. It's a superstar video. VHS? They got DVDs and and uh, VHS? and Blu-rays. No. Do they rent VCRs too? <laughs> no. <laughs> they you're, probably have Betamax. Like, you're like Sergio with <laughs> Society Says. Like you're stuck on this VHS. <laughs> the beginning of my story was no. The beginning of my story was no VHS. And she's like, "Do they have VHS? No, they don't. So they have DVDs VHS. and VHS. <laughs> no, but they rent VCRs. No, they don't rent any of that stuff. They oh. don't. Yeah. Have, it's a Betamax." Um, yeah. Oh, I had a beta. School. I hated that Betamax because I had to go to the video store and be like, 
mom, I want this. No, it doesn't have an orange sticker. You need the ones with the orange sticker. And I could only get the thing, and I couldn't get that. Meanwhile, and then the, we've just lost everybody under, <laughs> I know, under 35. <laughs> I know, right? They're like, well, They're like, they're like you went to a store to get videos? <laughs> yeah. Can't you they're just stream like, what about streaming? What oh about my God, Netflix? that's weird. Netflix and chill, yo. <laughs> yo. Uh, <laughs> but, so, I want this movie... <laughs> So, so I go to, and it's, uh, so they got Dollar Mondays, new releases. I know I sound like, I'm trying to get them to be a, a sponsor of my show, but uh, the Dollar Mondays, new releases and old ones. It's cheaper than Redbox. So I get Amityville Horror, and I go, okay, I'm going to watch it. And Alma's like, great, okay. And I'm telling my wife, okay, honey, it's like early in the morning. I came home, I'm off, I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie. She's like, this is so slow, because it's made in 1979. Right. It's, it's not your, you know, we just watched The Nun, and we were, you know, and that's like, quick editing and jump scares fast pace yeah they did Uh, things differently back then so i'm talking to somebody which is like yeah but now the world has become where they need 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 and you know and i said i think it's the mtv generation that started doing videos with all these edits there was no story it was just j-lo looking good and her with her big old um, all those real world where there's constant drama yeah 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 when uh or uh jersey shore when snooki got punched that was so great but anyway, um, at the bar, dude, um, I must replay that like four times. Although, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what? yeah, yeah. I, I oh know. my god, I lost brain cells, but I totally love that show. I watched all the seasons to it. Well, that's you like see, all those fucking. Oh my bro, god! Like what the fuck? Well, I, was, I, well, yeah. I can't say anything because I watched wow. The Housewives of New Jersey, so that's basically oh, the grown-up version of Jersey Shore. Well, yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> It's my guilty pleasure. With, with yeah. that friend of yours that I was talking about, I used to always like watch all these reality shows. I was like, oh my God, Paris Hilton's best friend. Like, I love it. You know, I was all about the reality shows. And then I started going, every once in a while I go, I'm wasting my time watching these fucking shows. But then I'd come over there and she wouldn't want to watch any of my shows. So I'd watch her shows. So then I'd, oh, amazing race. And then you realize the editing is done a certain way. Right. And you go, okay, that that little midget didn't run into the horse. It happened once, and then they just keep they replaying on, it, and yeah. they edit around it, and yeah. whatever. When did that, that all start? But, like, um, I wrote about 10, 15 years ago? All the reality TV. Like, when everybody was living in the house. Yeah, it was, like, the, yeah, it was real world, I real think. Real world, after, yeah. After oh, longer world. than that, then. Yeah. That, that was 90s the 90s still, right? Yeah, that was in the 90s. Speaking 90s. of everybody in a house, let's get back to Amityville Horror, shall we? <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes, let's talk about this house. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. This um, is what happens. I could, no, I know. I could go <laughs> off forever, but then I know people might be going, um, weren't they going to talk about the movie? So I rented the movie, and so my wife's like, it's going so slow. And I was like, yeah, but it's good. And uh, well, none for me. Thanks. Um, well, you could have the two <laughs> no, droplets, but you're no, still a drinker. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So I'm watching that. What, what did happen in there? I'm a boob guy. So a Margot Kidder's in there <laughs> with an open shirt. Like she's got like a man's shirt on, a button up shirt. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to see nipples. Oh, this is great. I'm going to see her boobies. And because uh, I say boobies because I'm 47. That's what I should say. And so, so he's from I, the 1930s. So that, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna see. He's like, I'm gonna, yeah. bosoms. <laughs> she's, she's poison, I tell you, poison. <laughs> so, so, look at the gams on her. Um, so, so, but she just keeps the shirt up, so it's more sexy because she doesn't show anything. Um, but it's Margot Kidder, and I'm like, whoa, like, I've liked her since Superman, and right. now this year I've seen Black Christmas, and I've seen, you know, I never see any other Margot Kidder movies except for Superman. So I watch it, and I'm like, and I'm enthralled in it 
of the way it's made. Like Rod Steiger is this actor who's from a movie that Yvette likes called um, uh, On the Waterfront. And he plays his brother, Marlon Brando. And he's the priest that goes in there. And the flies get all over him. And I'm like, how'd they do that? And they actually did that with like honey. Put a oh, honey really? on his head, which I would be like, as an actor, I'd be like, don't, you know, don't put stick. Like, I don't like when I get yeah. syrup oh, no. on my fingers. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, so they did that. And then, uh, and then the, the house says, get out. And then he tries to get out. And then the door's closed. And then finally it opens and he gets out. And then he's like possessed by it by this thing like I got to go back there follows him all the way back to church but he's also sick and then what was interesting with it that I found on a religious thing I'm not religious but society says but um <laughs> it's a Sir John and Joe it's a what is this so, oh my so, God. so a long time ago me and Yvette and Sergio are at our gay friends uh not to uh put labels on people but they were gay um, these two gay guys and Sergio gets in this discussion with a guy who used to be a priest or something in the church and Sergio's getting a little drunk and sometimes Sergio just you know like me will talk a lot and uh, so Sergio's like so you were a priest but you know you know Yvette's a Jehovah Witness and you know at the time she wasn't and uh, so you know society says that we we got to be religious and so we're religious you know but, you know, but Yvette, she's Jehovah's Witness. But, you know, society says, and you are a priest, and she's a Jehovah's Witness. And society says... Oh, no, no, no. He's, and he's missing says, the like, best part of this, though, and is that Ron's boyfriend actually, he was... Michael. S- oh, I know, I know his oh, name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, you started with Ron. Our friend was Michael. Ron was yes. kind of our friend. Yeah, yes. you're absolutely right. He but, was, yes, I'm sorry. Michael oh was uh, a satan. He was a Satanist. You was know, married to an up. ex-priest. Not, not into yes! Yeah, yeah. I'm telling yeah. you. He was super sweet as pie, though. I loved him. He was sweet. He was charismatic. He was sarcastic. And goddamn, he was. He did not hold back even a little bit. And yeah. you weren't like demons. No, no, because no, it was more of him. a. It was more of an. Like he would explain to us, like it wasn't Satanist as in I love Satan. It was as in I'm anti-church. Oh, okay. Type thing. Okay. So, I get it. Um, but Sergio, but the thing was, Sergio kept saying, society says, society, and me and Yvette are just cracking up like society says. And for months after we just, society, society, society says. says. Yeah. And because he just, he was in that loop. You know, you get in those loops sometimes when you're right. drunk and you're talking to somebody and it's like, okay, just, you need to break free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's where that came from. What interested me with this movie, the, this is, so the priest goes to the thing and he's like we need to do something the higher ups of the church are like no we're not going to send you know the cardinals like we're not going to send anybody there because it's not a thing you know you're just whatever excuse me you're just sick or whatever and he's like no no and so i told my wife i said that's something where this guy even though it's a movie right right but I always look at it as if I were that guy. This guy has conviction of his religion. Rod Steiger does. The other people are figureheads in the church who maybe don't have as much conviction in their faith as he does. Right. So I'm like, he's fighting a losing battle against corporate right. when he's trying yeah. to be like, come on, come on. So that struck me as interesting. And then the, nur- then the nun goes there, nurse. The nun goes there. She gets sick and throws up on her way home. But it, So it's got Josh Brolin, um, or James Brolin, in case you don't know it. That's oh, Josh that Brolin. Oh, the guy from yeah. the Goonies? No. no. Little but, his daddy. But, not even born probably. But yeah, it's his daddy. And uh, and it's uh, and he was pretty fine. Fuck yeah! I was gonna say that same thing. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> and and, uh, and so so they buy this house and they know that it's haunted 
and then things start happening and the girl comes in and she's like she's like oh there's this uh you know jody says blah 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 society says jody says and um so they're like okay Fucking and then jody. then later right and then then later uh, margot kidder is looking out the window and she sees this little demon eyes like in the tree shrubbery or whatever. And I knew Yvette would be gone right then if I were watching. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like, going to interrupt you for a second. Not bye, that we job. didn't interrupt you enough. Yeah, yeah. But Alma, me and Alma were having our event session prior to our podcast last week. And she's like, so you're going to watch the movie, right? And I'm like, no. She's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I'm not watching the movie. <laughs> and she's like, not even for the fucking podcast. And I'm like, I'm not watching that movie, Alma. <laughs> Well, here's so I'm all interested when you say it. I'm like, really? Well, I've never seen the movie. Here's my here's my thing though. If you watched it here, would it be okay? Or is it because the evil? You don't want the evil to get out of your. It's like TV. bringing a Ouija board into your house. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Uh, light as feather, stiff as a board. Yeah. My friend was like, I'm sure all you girls have it. Us guys don't. I remember my female friend was like, this person started floating. We weren't doing anything. It was really weird. But anyway, that's a Ouija story. But anyway, so I think everybody has different generations of that. Ouija yeah. board people are like, I wasn't moving it. No, were you moving it? Yeah, yeah. And so when the craft came out, they were actually doing that whole light as a feather. Stiff, Stiff as a board, board. Yeah. and that became the Nuiji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nuiji. That's a new word, right? Not you Nuiji. should like no, Luigi. You should, yeah, but, but you should Nuiji. like a wine named Nuiji. Nuiji, and it's got like Luigi on it, but he's like drunk. And new, um, <laughs> and new, <laughs> new with that, just a green hat. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody kinda, needs to drop. Kind of tipping over to the yeah, side. Yeah, <laughs> 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 a party party. Is <laughs> it? You said Sergio did the artwork for the podcast. Well, I'm going to do artwork of nude Luigi with like scribbled out scrotum. Yeah, I have a real long line. <laughs> yeah. Sergio at one time goes, well, look at this. Why do you have to go all the way to the scrotum? <laughs> <laughs> no, because him. No. Okay, so. Sergio at one point goes, I got this nude photo of me as a baby. And he goes, I want to put it on Facebook. And I go, that be, he goes, but I'm going to put a black bar over my genitals. And I, he goes, I should make like a big, long bar. And I go, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> and you know what he did? He put a big, long, <laughs> ass bar. <laughs> did he? Oh, I never got to see it. That's oh, funny. wow. That made me laugh so much. But I couldn't think of the word dick, so I said scrotum. Um, <laughs> yeah, he blew out, blew out his genitals turtle, is what, I was, what I was going for the word. I should have yeah. left that one alone. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, what are you thinking of? Um, I'm thinking of my little... Mine looks like a pin cushion. With, <laughs> like, like the head and the nuts are all one piece. Okay. I think that my line just came up through my nose. <laughs> it's like Sergio and I say, we're showers. We're growers, not showers. Wait a minute. Alma saw his balls once, and you're just going to bypass that? <laughs> She's like, Let's just go I saw on. nothing. I saw nothing. Oh. A vet saw it and warned me, and I turned my head. Balls are coming. We're like, Frank some beans, Frank some beans. Wow. So, anyway, so, oh so this. So this movie, so they move into the house, and Sergio's probably out there like, I heard my name. He's like, so I heard balls, times. my balls. You want to see my balls? The balls are coming. <laughs> his ball, his balls are tingling. Somebody talking about you guys. It's like when your ears ring. I don't know, but I'm just hoping he threw away them shorts. <laughs> no, he just wore them. He's like, no, you told me. I just edited that part of the podcast from last week. 
Okay. Was oh, it one of those where, like, Joe, like Joey and Friends or whoever was? No, it was that guy. It was one of the guys that was dating him, and he put his leg up, oh, and they were like, "We can see his fucking balls." Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, if you want to hear right. that story, you gotta listen to the podcast before this one. Uh, yeah, but uh, anyway, so so, <laughs> so they move into this house. They have the priest come, which the priest knocked on the door. Nobody was there. He just went in to do an exorcism or a cleaning of the house. Um, which I was like, he didn't knock. Like nobody told him. And um, <laughs> and so the but demon they, was like, come here. Yeah, but they knew he was coming. But what was good was when it said, <laughs> but it said get out, and I was like. For one, I'm like, oh, Get Out. That's where he got the Get Out was, you know, the new movie. Because he loves horror movies, uh, Jordan Peele. And then I was also like, okay, that says Get Out. Like, if I heard Get Out, like, I'm running. But how do you and, know it wasn't uh, the owners of the house, though? That All said Get Out? Voice. Yeah, he yeah. did not. He, yeah. You specifically <laughs> said like, that. Have you ever like, watched that's, Ghost that's Hunters? That's Ghost true. Adventures? Uh, no, that's Do you that's ever watch a, any of those? This is me when you say that on the podcast, rolling my eyes. Yeah, uh, well, I just watch because yeah. it's like entertainment. Right. right, right, right. But yeah, there's you would be surprised how many times ghosts say, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like Okay. They're like, let's if they're telling me get the fuck out of here, I'm getting the fuck out of here. If they well, said if they said motherfucking boo, I'd be like, Bye, I'm like, gotta go. I was talking to I was talking to one of my workers the other day and he said, um, he goes, Oh yeah, we started he's like big into whatever but he's like my house is haunted and he goes and my ex-wife is a medium and he said i was talking to her on video chat and she was like 12 year old boy just walked into your room and she could see that it's the spirit of a 12 year old boy and so he said so i get the evp emp whatever they're called he said i had one of those i go in and i said do you need to tell me something do you want to give me a message and the boy says, yeah. And he says, I have it recorded. Yeah. And he goes, that was weird as fuck. And I played it for everybody. My thing was, okay. okay what, did he, what the fuck? What did was you, the message? Did you go into more? No, I didn't. He just said, yeah. And then you he know, wouldn't talk You know talk how anymore. frustrating? Like, oh like, some of those yeah. things are, like, so frustrating because they never, like, elaborate on. Well, and that's where, like. You would hear me say, get the fuck out. I was telling him about, you haven't watched it yet, but the YouTube video, the Enfield, the interview with the girl, and she starts talking. And they were saying, like, ventriloquists only know that. This 12-year-old girl or whatever shouldn't know that. And the thing of when, the way they did it was, are you a good spirit? You know, knock once, knock twice. And it was that whole thing. Um, but anyway, Amityville. And that's where I believe that more than this Amityville. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first of all, the movie. I, I'm uh, going to agree with you there. <laughs> I wrote this stuff down. Um, it's directed by Stuart Rosenberg, who is nobody that I know of. It stars James Brolin. Well, if Philip doesn't know, fuck. That's right. James Brolin, Margot Kidder, Rod Steiger, and uh, Dan Strode, who was in like all these 80s things. He was like the priest friend. Um, Now it's got a guy named, I wrote this down, Mino Palouse. Now, I don't know if you girls remember because you're about my age. Um, Remember a show called Voyager where they would travel? They had a little thing and they would travel through time. Mm There's this hunky guy and this little boy with curly hair. Yeah. So I'm watching... Amityville Horror, and I'm like, who's this boy? This boy looks familiar. Who the fuck is he? And my wife's on IMDb. She's looking while I'm watching the movie. And she goes, he was in this, he was in that. I'm like, no, no, no. She gets down to 1983 or two, and she's like, he was in Voyager. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So anyway, you don't know Voyager. But anyway, that guy. I've seen it. I just can't put a face. The guy from Voyager ended up getting killed. He shot himself in the head when he was in a show called uh, Cover Up, and uh, he had a fake gun, you know, a prop gun. And it had blank, a blank in it, blanks in it, oh, and he took out five of the blanks. So had one, did Russian roulette, spun it, put it to his head. The wadding came out, hit his skull, <gasps> and his skull broke and went into his brain and You're had him brain dead. Why would you do that 
floor. But uh, that's the thing where then his mom sued the prop master because the prop person should have said, okay, we got downtime, give me the gun so you don't do something stupid. So I had that boy in it. The uh, Some of the facts of this movie, and then I'll get back into the movie. Um, James Brolin and Margot Kidder also went on record saying she didn't believe the Amityville story either. Um, because the movie was made on a relatively modest budget, Josh Brolin took less money up front, but was with a promise of 10% gross sales after its release. After the movie became an unexpected blockbuster, at the time of it, it was a top 10 of all time. He eventually received about $17 million. In adjusted, adjusted for inflation, it's $55 million in 2014 dollars. Oh, wow. Um, even though James Brolin became friendly with George Lutz and his children, he was highly doubtful of their story. At the end of its release, the film was one of the highest grossing independent pictures of all time and American independent pictures' biggest hit. James Brolin was hesitant when he first offered the role of George Lutz. He was told that there was no script and that he must obtain a copy of the novel and read it as, and read it as soon as possible. Brolin started the book one evening at 7 o'clock and was still reading at 2 o'clock in the morning. He had hung a pair of his pants up in the room earlier, and a really tense moment in the book, his pants fell down <laughs> oh. <laughs> off the hanger. <laughs> no, right. Off the hanger. <laughs> his pants fell down from wherever they had been Which hanging. Which version was yeah. he yeah. watching? <laughs> yeah. He was watching the horror version. <laughs> yeah, he was reading Amityville Horror. Sex worker. <laughs> That's right. Um, Sorry, we're jumped, always 12-year-olds. Brolin jumped out of his chair, nearly crashing his head into the ceiling. It was then that Brolin said, there's something to this story. He agreed to do the movie. Um, and Honey was rubbed on Rod Steiger's head. I said that. James Brolin's brother, you haven't seen the movie, but his brother was the one that's inside the red room <laughs> when he opened okay. the thing. The way he says Honey was rubbed on. Rob Steiger's head is out when his pants fell I, I was saying honey <laughs> that was separated I know all your stuff's linking together because of Long Island is all one word and and honey is me talking to you <laughs> I said I said, this bottle of wine. I said Rod Steiger's head was covered in okay. honey period okay. not Rod Steiger's head was covered honey, honey? <laughs> get me another bottle of wine um, so then I said uh, Josh Brolin's brother. I didn't say, honey, guess what? <laughs> That's when I looked at her seductively over my glass. Honey. Over his sexy readers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And um, so uh, his brother was you in the scene where they break down the wall, and he looks in there and he sees himself. That's Josh Brolin's brother with a beard on. Oh, really? And um, 1979 attorney William Weber... Ronald DeFeo's defense attorney, this is a part that you were talking about, uh, filed a lawsuit against George Lutz and Kathy Lutz, charging them with fraud and breach of contract. He alleged that they engaged in an agreement to collaborate with Weber on the book and subsequent movie. In an interview with the Associate Press, Weber admitted that he and the Lutzes had concocted the horror story scam over many bottles of wine. Hello. Yep. Bean, no, bean, no, bean, no. Um, while shooting the scene where Kathy Lutz is startled by the red eyes in the window, director Stuart Rosenberg wasn't impressed by Margot Kidder's reaction. According to Kidder, Rosenberg then tried to hold up a day-glow orange stuffed velour pig with glass eyes in an attempt to startle Kidder. She said the result was only hysterical laughter. Yeah, I so. I'm like, is that a puppet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look at me, puppet. <laughs> well, it's like on another side note that nobody cares about. Don't look at me, demon pig. <laughs> on another, Jody. 
Well, it's like you're not a kid. Like in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Steven Spielberg put up a bunch of toys and told the kid that's on camera, these are all your toys. Right. And the kid gets excited. And that's when he has this thing of wonder. And uh, that was me mocking him. Has this thing of wonder of like, wow, that's a beautiful alien. And then he takes all the toys away and like throws them in trash or something. And the kid like then instantly is like, oh, like has this horror look. Right. And that's what he was getting where like it was a beautiful alien. And now it's like a little scary. But anyway, you can't do that with an adult. Here's a pig. Be scared. Right. Yeah. I mean, throw the, throw, scared. throw yeah. the puppet away. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I, I can just see Margot Kidder's face like really. No um, doubt, right? The uh, And James Brolin, Margot Kidder visited the real house as part of the publicity junket. Um, let me see. Uh, oh, at around 20 minutes into the film, while washing the dishes, Margot Kidder's characters heard humming the love theme from Superman. Oh, interesting. And uh, first major write-up of the alleged events was in Good Housekeeping magazine. The article came out before Jay Anson's Amityville Horror. The two accounts uh, disagree on a number of points. And Margot Kidder went on record with friends that she hated the film. And when Ron DeFeo Jr. was questioned as to why he murdered his family, his response was, the voices told me to. And last but not least, Harrison Ford, Burt Reynolds, James Caan, and Christopher Reeve were also considered for the role. Oh, Christopher Reeve. But yeah, which would have been weird. Was that before or after I think that Superman? was, that was uh, after Superman. Oh yeah, one. that would have been And weird. so yeah. it would have been him and Margot Kidder being, would have been weird. But, um, but the movie is like, you know, it's like you said, as a door blow, he turns into this demonic like asshole. Right. And there was even a part where he was like, I didn't get roles for two years because I was this hateable character. Like nobody liked me. But he he's somehow possessed, but they don't really go into it. But he's like chopping wood and she's like, hey, honey. And he's just still chopping wood. And she's like, hello. And he's got like all this. She's like, we got plenty of wood. And he's like, oh, um, but <laughs> he's rage <laughs> he's chopping. Like, yeah. Like, he's like so. Angry. I'm like, give me the. Have you ever folded and, yeah, clothes it, it, in a rage? Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> you look for more to fold and you're yeah, like, they're all gone already. Your husband comes home, he's like, Wow, what happened here? <laughs> did I piss you off? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe. But um but what I did like what I liked in the real story, although we know this probably bullshit, was that the Lutzes moved out like immediately. Like almost like right. the movie Poltergeist, which I still can't believe you haven't seen. But in the movie Poltergeist where they just they pack up and they leave and the house gets sucked into oblivion. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should talk about. And um, Poltergeist, yeah. With that, of them just leaving, like normal family is like, no, we can try, let's try, keep, you know, the exorcisms and all this stuff. And uh, speaking of that, that guy again with the question with the kid, with the 12-year-old. So he goes, and I knew an exorcist, my cousin was possessed once. And he goes, and I call my cousin, I said, how are you doing? Are you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'm okay. I just don't want to talk about it anymore. And he goes, and so we were giving him positive thoughts and everything. And he said, and I knew this exorcist and I called him. And I thought he meant he'd called the exorcist in to deal with this exorcism. And he's like, no, I just asked him, what should we do? Oh, you're good. Do the prayers and do the positive. You're okay. I'm like, that guy's not an exorcist. Oh, he's, he's, he's like, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like any of us just going, just, okay. Like, splash you know. him. <laughs> yeah. It's like Polter, uh, that girl from Poltergeist. I love her so much. She's like, uh, the know, little girl? No, the old lady. When oh, she's like the, oh, yeah. The, the mostly she's girl. Like, she's like, Carol Ann. She's like, uh, she goes, go to the light. And they're like, you said don't go to the I light. I love her. Oh, so good. Her her voice is so soothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but The little, the little, yeah, no. 
little lady. She creeps me the fuck out. Really? Mm. Uh, I saw Poltergeist too, surprisingly. What would really creep you out about that first Poltergeist is one of the no, cameramen three. goes up to the camera, goes up to the mirror, and he starts picking his face, and he's got something on it, and all of a sudden he starts peeling skin off of his face. Oh no! And and all the skin's falling into the sink. It's really oh, cool. Oh no! But this movie was good. But it's one where at least I'm glad that I saw it. But right. it's also one where I can see why I waited, you know, whatever, right. 79 to nine to 2019. Like, I can see why I waited 40 years because it was okay. It wasn't. It was I. Yeah, it was no, <laughs> you know. Did you so see the newer version then. at all? No, but there is a version coming out with uh, um, the, it's called Amityville Murders. Right. And it's about, like, the DeFeo murders. And But they're in that, but on the preview. So I started watching the preview thinking, like, it's going to be interesting. Right. But it was. They're in the kitchen and they pour a bunch of pennies into a bowl and then they're just sitting there saying a chant or doing something. All of a sudden, all the pennies are floating all around. Oh them. God! And I'm okay. Going, Can they just do like know, a thanks. like a true crime version of it? They actually right. did. Like going and off into the weeds. And actually, they actually mm-hmm. did. I think in 2010. However, they the review of it was like it was slow as fuck moving. The review was not great in regards to that documentary. Yeah. Speaking of, because we're on a murder show, you know the Ted Bundy interviews are coming on Netflix here soon. Right. Maybe now. Um, at the end of January or whenever we're at. Whatever, whenever this comes out. But also, uh, you know, Zac Efron's going to be playing Ted yes, Bundy. Yes, I heard that. I think I will see that. Yeah, that one you'll watch. Yeah. Did you watch Mindhunters? I don't mind. I don't. What? Mindhunters. Mind I watched on it. Yes, yes. Yes. That was loved really it. good. I haven't seen. I haven't caught up on it. We just haven't had the chance. We're behind on all our. What shows. I liked with the one with Richard, the guy that killed the nurses, was he's just so psychotic. Where he throws a bird into the fan. Did you see that part? Spoiler alert. <laughs> You're like, no, I didn't. Thanks for. Yeah, no, it. I did. I saw it. Remember the guy that was. He's holding the bird and right. he's talking to them, and right. then he just he goes, "I just oh, did it. Yeah, for, yeah. I just did it because they were trying to delve into his mind. Why did right. you do it?" Right. And he's just like, "I'm he just fucked up." It. And he throws a bird into the fan, and they're just realize like, "There's no that guy is just a fucked up guy. Like right. there's no there's rhyme or reason. There's yeah. nothing that they can measure." Yeah, but anyway, that's uh that's my thing. The movie was good. Margot Kidder uh, almost topless. Um, Josh Brolin, uh, Josh Brolin doing good. Um, now he's with uh, Barbara Streisand. He doesn't need any money anymore. Ever. And uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, they've been together a long time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and all that stuff. And uh, James Brolin's doing good now. So uh, or Josh Brolin's, James Brolin's. Oh hell yeah, son. So Infinity Wars. Yeah, that's, that's all, all you I got. got. That's all I got. What do you guys got? I got think anything? that's it. To wrap it up, we would, I mean, not to wrap it up, but to say none of us agree that these hauntings happened. Yeah, uh, I don't think uh, yeah. any of that. And oh, you, I, I think that was on one the of the first page. things and, that they and, all kind of mentioned about yeah. being and it, we fraudulent. Ag- we agree that Junior killed the killed everybody. It was no Yeah, yeah I think even though um, it's likely just him, I thought it was kind of interesting that Don did have some... Um, gunpowder on her nightgown kind of alluding to the fact that she actually shot so and the fact that it all happened so it seemed quickly at least or that they all died the same way and the neighbors didn't hear a lot of stuff it does kind of make me wonder if there was more than just him yeah or i wonder if now on a i wonder if she said like if it was a joint thing of like let's kill the family she shot the first shot or the second shot of whoever then changed her mind and then he finished it and killed her i think anything's you possible if she had like, her, like well yeah she was found face down too i'm, just, well, he, I'm just thinking now well he that, specifically that, said yeah. though that he did shoot her after she shot the kids because her, he, she specifically didn't want any sort of witnesses but at the end of the day he's uh, the I only he, he eyewitness. was the only crazy yeah 
And I did read somewhere about the gunpowder, and they said that like the where the gunpowder was corresponded to where um, she got shot, shot, so it was like in oh. a natural place, right? Oh, yeah, right. To like, be, so. like where they say if you're suicide, they know because it's there's gunpowder on yeah. you Residue as opposed to shooting. Yeah. Right. So that was Amityville. All right. All the way around three sixty. It was a short show for you guys. <laughs> Only an hour and a half. I like that. It. Really? Yeah. Really? Let's see how much we have to cut out of that. Right? <laughs> yeah. All the stuff about babies, uh, baby bunnies coming out of cages. <laughs> That's the funniest part. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah. Well, I'll... thank you, Philip, for joining us yes, today. Thank you. We really appreciate it. This was fun. Thank you, you for again? having me. Yes, yeah. I enjoyed it. And Maybe we got to go to your to house and well, talk that, movies. Well, that, and like I told Alma, I said, you know, I love true crime. I said, me and the wife, the most thing that we want, we're always... Is there a new Dateline on? Let's right. watch it. New 48 Hours? I was like, the other oh, day, I'm like, honey, CBS just wrote me. Do you, have, new 48 do you have Hulu? No, um, not Hulu. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, Hulu. I have Hulu. I have... Uh, we don't. Out. We don't have cable because we cut. But yeah, on, we did on. too. But we, so we cut the cord, but I got from my friend Sean. I said, what's your cable provider? Like some email. Right. So I went to ID. So now I got the ID channel on my Roku. Oh, oh yeah, I did. And well, I watched ID that show that you talked about where the guy drugged the girl and threw her off the cliff. See, that's my yes, only part. My, that's my worst nightmare. That's my hardest oh. thing of like cutting because I have all my shows like ID. Yeah. And, yeah. I think Hulu I'll, actually comes up with ID though. Yeah, oh, does Hulu it? Hulu has like a true crime oh, okay. thing. Yeah. Like you can watch The Homicide Hunter, but maybe not all yeah, of the I episode, love him. but most of them. Yeah, he's <laughs> so good. Um, and I know a guy that works for us. It's a ex-Baltimore homicide detective. Really? And I wanted to have him on just to talk about cop stuff because I remember I asked him. They were doing the – there was a show called Homicide that was on years ago, and it was really good, and it had Andre Brower in it and um, some other people. And he said that what they did was pretty much replicated his thing for the show, his right. desk. And he said, I opened my desk drawer on the set, and it had all the shit that was in my desk drawer. He goes, they replicated like everything. Oh, wow. And That's he said, and that was before Munch was on. Well, Munch now has gone off of SVU. Right. But when Munch was on SVU, he, he started on Homicide as that same character. Oh, and really? he said he drove with him. And he said, we went to the morgue because we were, were supposed to show him everything. And he said, we get into the morgue. And he said, and I take these dowels and you would put them through the bullet holes. To find out where the trajectory was, you right. know, and you'd make oh. more. Can- and he Ew. goes, and I'm doing that. And he goes, and Munch is like, or the the actor, I forget his name, the comedian guy. He was like, oh, I. He's like, well, you can. He goes, this is how we do it. He goes, you can wait outside. So he said, I sent him in the hallway to wait, but that was when the morgue was full, so we had bodies even oh, in the hallway. <laughs> and then he said something that was interesting that you'll know if you know true crime is he said then we're interviewing a guy and we put him in to the lockup to to be you know you're sitting here he goes and i told him i said now watch the guy that goes right to sleep is the guy that did it the guy that's pacing around and nervous that's a guy that didn't do it that's worried he's gonna get blamed for it right and sure enough that guy went right to bed he goes you know you would think both guys would be like oh my god oh my god but the guy that did it is like good night it's because they don't have any conscience of what they yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. So, but anyway, so I wanted to have him on the show. But uh, anyway, the thing with my podcast that I like is that I can do, like I did Gangsters, so I did Public Enemies, um, Miller's Crossing, and the original Scarface from 32. Now I'm going to do a cop one of uh, L.A. Confidential, Copland, and a movie I love called LA uh, Confidential. He Walks That's at Night. Oh, yeah. And um, so anyway, so that's what's good. Or 
if it was directors, like I told Sergio, I said, we could do Robert Rodriguez because that's what we bonded over. We could do all Robert oh, Rodriguez yeah. movies. But anyway, that's uh, that's what my show is all about, my Say Lord Heart podcast. Let me promote it again. Yeah, definitely. And, um, <laughs> and thanks for having me, and I like that we figured this all out. Yeah, yeah. thank you, fellas. Thanks for coming. Hopefully everybody thank you for helping us figure this out. <laughs> well, well, hopefully, we we hopefully for everybody, there's not like over, you know, like this Yeah, echoey. we'll see when we edit. But I'm thinking, yeah, if we put something up here or something block off each person but then you got to see her right that yeah something anyway all right guys well that comes to the conclusion of our podcast i'm alma i'm yvette and i'm philip and this was tipsy tales you guys have a great week good night good night Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Tipsy Tales. Music by Jesse Pesqueda, artwork by Sergio Hernandez. And if you're listening on iTunes, please don't forget to rate and review. Thanks.